headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author, Ramsey personality, and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Elizabeth starts us off in New Jersey this hour. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you, Mr. Ramsey, for having me. Um, I have a question. I, I am currently in a situation to where I need to replace a hot water heater. I have $1,000 saved in, emergency, uh, in my emergency fund, and I'm on baby step two. And I know you advise people not to take advantage of credit, but I'm in a stuck situation where I don't have the financial resources to purchase a new one without uh, maybe utilizing one of the finance options at my local provider. How much is the hot water heater? $2,823.17 is the least expensive I was able to find. I've contacted seven different plumbing services, and each one was much more than that. And one of my local big box stores offered me that at that rate and at a 0%. And I have 1000 to contribute, but I don't have the other $2,000 to put towards it. What happened to the hot water heater? It died. Um, it it it's been in the house that I that we I recently, recently acquired the house last year, and the hot water heater is from two thousand and four. Okay, there's a lot of things that can happen with a hot water heater. This is a tankless or a tank hot water heater. It is a tiny tanked hot water heater. When the plumbers came out, they expressed I needed to replace it because it was leaking, and it was wasn't repairable. It's leaking. Yes, sir. It, it left a small pond on the kitchen floor. Okay. Um, wow, I haven't apparently been hot water shopping in a while. I had no idea it was $2,800 to put in a hot water heater. That just sounds outrageous to me. Um, I, I agree. It was, the, it was I, In truth, it was the least expensive one that I was able to ask, uh, obtain a quote from. I was just trying um, to, I just put one in, and, and it was some, somewhere similar. Okay. It was two thousand something. It was it was way more expensive than I thought it was going to be. I don't okay. remember being twenty eight hundred, but it was a real expensive. I just haven't bought one in a while. I guess that's my thing. Okay. Um. Wow. Uh, okay. What do you make a year? I make about ninety eight. Mm-hmm. And you have one thousand uh, dollars. Yes, sir. Okay. And what else do you have? What What other things do you have? I have. I have student loan payments, which are nine hundred ninety five dollars and fifty five cents a month. They're on hold. I have. <laughs> I, I'm still paying them, sir, because... I know, I, I know, I but you have a hot water heater in the South, so it's on hold. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I have a car payment, which my car payment is is $289 a month, and I'm down, I only owe $1,176 on that, so it'll be paid off soon. And we have a few other credit card debts, which we're, 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 I'm working on paying off, and I don't use credit at all, so that's why I'm in a predicament that I'm concerned as to how to manage the situation. Yeah, I get that. Um, so uh, what is your paycheck? When, how often do you get a paycheck, and how much is it? Bi-weekly, and I make about uh, $2,000 every two weeks. That's what I take home. That's $48,000 a year. Even, how do you get $48,000 a year out of ninety? Hold on. Let me, let me double check. I was mistaken. I, 
I, my paycheck is about, I guess it's more than that because I do make 98000 on paper, but, and, and I have nothing coming out of my paycheck except for my insurances, my taxes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so your, your paycheck is more like $4,000 every two weeks. Yes, sir, probably. Yeah, okay. And so when you get the next paycheck, buy the hot water heater? Okay. Don't pay student loans, put it on hardship. I mean, drop it over there in the Biden plan. Don't pay it for right now. You can pick it up and pay. It's not due till May, right? Okay. So what I'm going to do is just rearrange your budget for a month and a half or two months, and, you know, you're going to have to push something and then catch it back up and pay cash for it. I think you've got the cash flow to buy this in the next check. And maybe just food, right? Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I can't. I'm, I can't I'm see your numbers right I'm now. But I mean, po- well, I, I we have credit card debts, which, like I said, I'm paying all. Of, well, don't pay them right now. Don't pay them. Don't pay them for a month. <laughs> pay them late for a month. I just didn't. Okay. It's one month, or pay them. I pay them at the end of the month instead of the beginning of the month, or only pay the very, very bare minimums on all of them. And take that extra because right. you're trying to keep baby step two going and deal with this other thing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta push everything on pause as far as baby steps go, and um, and you gotta push everything you can push and pay cash for this, and then get back and reengage again. But um, I've had to do that. I've had to shuffle and just delay something to be able to cover this. And I think you can cover it inside of a couple of weeks here. But something else that you thought was absolutely vital is going to wait two more weeks. And it's not absolutely vital other than food. I mean, keep your lights on and your food, and that's about it. But even if you paid your rent on the 15th instead of on the 1st, as an example, uh, whoop-de-doop-de for this month, and then get back in the saddle and get caught right back up. And, and you know, it may take another month to get uh, back, get things back even again. And then after that, then push play again and start your, start your debt snowball. But I think you've got enough money coming in with your income because you only need $1,800. Um, and good for you for having shopped it and gotten the best price. Uh, and, and just ask them what their payment terms are. I mean, will they bill you at the end of the month if they put it in? Or do they want it all up front? Or do they want $1,000 now and $1,800 at the end of the month or whatever? Not credit, just a billing. There's a difference. And just see what their payment terms are. Uh, There may be some things like that. Because all we're looking for here is a little bit of movement, a little bit of oomph to get your cash flow flowing. That's all we're after here. So, Dave, you've done this way longer than me. It sounds like if you don't shut that door all the way, if you don't take, I can just go borrow this off the table, that you're going to end up back in the mess. Yeah, you have to take borrowing money off the table the rest of your life. I just took it off the table. I don't, I don't borrow money, so I've and always, I've always had to do what we're doing. Is I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out because that's not a. Or I got to not do it. It's and not, an not doing hot water is not a fun thing. Right. So in you know, especially in freaking New Jersey, New Jersey this time of year. Yeah. You know, good lord, in Tennessee this time of year, I don't want to be without hot water. But um, I mean, everybody's talking about the benefits of cold showers, but this is not the time to do it, right? <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, yeah, uh, no thank you. Uh, not, not as a mandatory item. <laughs> it works it, for that me. needs Just to be a choice. Not for my yeah. wife. But, but it, yeah. it, I do, like, you got to close the door. Like, I've got to take that off the table. Otherwise, you're going to have a thing after a thing after a thing. It's always going to be a thing. 
Always. So I'm even wondering where the hot water heater leaked. Yeah. You know, like, did it leak around the element and the element is bad and they're trying to, you know, I'm going to buy an element and seal that puppy if that's it. And that's a couple hundred bucks. You give me 30 more days or 60 more days. Well, or give me a year, you know, but now if the actual tank broke, there's no fixing that. Okay. So that in, yeah, there you go. This is the Ramsey show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Let's face it, taxes are confusing. And if you buy what some of the tax services out there say, you think you never get a grasp on taxes. You have to have somebody do it for you because you're too stupid. Well, we don't think that. Today's tax tip. We think you can do it. We think you're smarter than that, and you deserve the truth. Most tax software exists for one reason, to take your money. They fee you to death with upcharges, processing fees, and they want to sell you into buying debt. They're trying to, they use the tax software to gather your name and sell to you then. Uh, but now you can say no more. Take control of your taxes. Use a service that's on your side, like Ramsey Smart Tax. It guides you through the process of filing online with low upfront pricing, no hidden fees, no sneaky offers to put you into debt. Ramsey Smart Tax gives you two easy ways to file. They both include all major federal forms and deductions from the start, which can save you up to 70% versus using other software. So you just decide the level of support you want for your questions, and you can add a state return if you need to. RamseySolutions.com slash smart tax. It's easy. And you're smart enough to do it. RamseySolutions.com slash smart tax. Vic's in St. Louis. Hi, Vic. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, good afternoon. I hope your Wednesday's going well. It is, brother. How can we help? So I am a government employee working for the Air Force nearby. I'm invested in the thrift savings plan, and I'm also familiar with, with your mutual fund investing strategy and across equally across the four types of funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking to retire in about four years, and I'll direct transfer, you know, equally into those funds. But my question pertains to when it comes to taking the distributions, how do I do that? Do I equal withdrawals, or is there a situation where maybe I don't want to take as much out of, say, the growth in income or the international? I was just wondering if you could speak to that a little bit. I didn't really see anything on your, your website about that. The truth is it doesn't matter much. Um, what you need to do is just figure out what you, how much money you need coming home and just have that amount come out of whichever funds you want to pick. You can have it done equally I'm, across I'm them. I'm retired Air Force, yeah. so it's probably not going to be a lot. It'll just be whatever the required minimum distribution happens to be. Yeah, and you won't have that till 73. Right. 
So even then, when you get there, what, how much would you take or what are you going to take? You're going to take you set, set your required minimums or set an amount or percentage, whichever one you want to do. And you can have it come across all of them equally, or you can have it come from one until it's gone and leave all the others in place. Like if you have a fund that's really cooking and you like it, uh, maybe you leave it alone and you drain off some of the others. Right. You know, that's okay. Uh, you can sit down with your smart investor pro at that time and they'll help you develop a strategy, but there's not a right or wrong thing here. Uh, it's not like, Oh, well you absolutely need to go ahead and, you know, drain that dog fund off and, you know, let that one that's cooking real good, let it keep going. That's not a bad plan. It's not the end of the world, but you've already made it by then. So you're in good shape. You're making money. You've, you know, you've built some wealth. Now it's just a matter of maximizing it and, uh, and, and so forth. So you're right. You're you're probably not actually going to be taking anything until you're forced to. That's a good uh, problem to have. Yeah, that's a great problem to have. And thank you for your service, Vic. Absolutely. Tyler is with us. Tyler is in Chicago. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So uh, me and my wife are having some disagreements on how we want to go about paying off uh, our debts. You know, I'm I'm a heavy Dave Ramsey listener. I listen to you guys all the time, and I follow the baby steps. Whereas she's um, she's been raised her whole life to believe, you know, just pay the minimum payment until it's all paid off that way. So I'm wondering a way forward on how we can agree on how to attack our debt. This is a fun one. So how much debt do you guys have? So currently, I have a truck loan with about thirteen hundred left on it. And we have both have student loans at about eight thousand apiece. And that's everything. That's everything. Okay. What's, what's your, your income? What's your household income? Uh, so I'm active duty Navy. So I make around I made uh, around forty six thousand last year. And is she working outside the home? Uh, no, she's a stay at home mom. We we have a four month old daughter. Okay. So we're looking at seventeen thousand dollars in debt with a $46,000 income. Correct. This feels like a solvable problem, uh, but it sounds like she doesn't want to get out of debt. If you're just making the minimum payments, you're talking about, you know, a 10, 20 year payoff plan. With the the interest causing the loan to balloon. Exactly. I mean, I've, I've laid every bit of evidence and piece of information out showing, I mean, I made a debt payoff tracker. I made a, very detailed budget for us to go off of and but this isn't a disagreement on how to get out of debt it's a disagreement on should we get out of debt exactly so does she feel are you feeling the pressure is she feeling the pressure of this debt in your life you guys living your best life i I mean yeah we we save a lot of money i mean we we have about thirty thousand in our savings account right now so you could pay it off today we're not hurting at all but she's she's more concerned about investing now because she's she's uh she's really big on investing she's been doing it for a long time she's more worried about getting money and investments now and paying off debts later rather than vice versa like how i believe how how old are you guys Uh, i am 26 and she's 24 okay um so here's the thing. Uh, she's broke and 24 years old. So her her plan's not working. And she's not 
big on investing. She's not old enough to have been big on investing very long, a maximum of a few years. And mm-hmm. so you got $30,000 in savings. It's not about Dave Ramsey, and it's not just about getting out of debt, and it's not about the Ramsey way or something like that. The question on the table should be that the two of you need to consider is what is the shortest right way to build wealth, and what is the data to back that up? Okay? There is zero research that indicates her process is going to work. There's zero evidence that rich people do it the way she's talking about. None. None. Mm-hmm. So it's not got anything to do with me or you or is my way right, your way's right. It's a matter of the data when you, when you study millionaires, you don't find any of them became millionaires doing what she's talking about doing. Instead, they almost unanimously agree. And, and, you know, 79%, 84%, 92% agree that the way we got wealthy is we got out of debt, so we had more money to invest. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's, that's the point that I've been trying to make for the longest time. Yeah. And, and so, you know, her theory is just that. It's a theory. And there's no data to back up that she's right. So I'm not sure where all this arrogance is coming from at 24 years old. I mean, how much are you guys investing right now? Um, so I currently do, so I have TSP through the military. I, I do 10% with the 5% match. And she recently rolled over her, uh, her retirement from her last job into a Roth IRA and we're investing in that. And that has about $2,000 in it. And show her on paper. Here's what it's going to cost us in interest to pay off this debt over the next 20 years. And here's how much we could make in the market. If we paid off the debt today, invested that payment and still had 13 grand left over in savings. Yeah. She wants to argue with math. That's the way to do it. But I think it's beyond math. Tyler, at the point that someone that the two of you on any issue as a married couple cannot find uh, some common ground off of actual data that indicates the behavior you're engaging in raising kids or being married or building wealth or having a career you can't come into agreement on that at some point you got to sit down with a marriage counselor if you can't get past that what you should do today is write a check and pay off everything Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Mark is in Joplin, Missouri. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. Dave, what are y'all up to? Just struggling through, man. How can we help? I I understand. Hey, me and my wife here, we're kind of twixt and twinging a lot of stuff, and we need to ask a question. Okay. We're twixt and tween step five and six, and our gazelle, he's kind of sitting in the thicket there catching his breath a little bit, <laughs> and we was wondering which way to point him and how hard to kick him. <laughs> well, you got it dialed in, man. I like it. Well, what we tell folks is you do gazelle intensity, which is scorched earth, no life, 100% game on, in baby steps one through three. 
So and I you, tell you what, we have crossed the we and you did that. The prairie. You did that. Yeah, you got we through. Did. And now, uh, now you got your emergency fund in place, and you're debt free, and you're doing baby steps four, five, and six simultaneously. And we tell folks yep. when you go, when you do that, we uh, we do sideline the gazelle. Uh, we move from intense to intentional. Right. From a sprint to a marathon. We're okay, still running. Well, our girls are, yeah, our girls are fixing to get out of school in May, mm-hmm. and we'll have them through school, so they'll be done with that. Got them off the payroll. And we're, yeah, they're, they'll be done off the payroll and gone. Good. And basically, we got about 170000 left on our farm, mm-hmm. and then we'll, ha- then we'll be done done. Yeah, and so intentional, and looks, just, intentional looks like this. Yes, right. if you need to upgrade your couch, that's going to slow down the paying down on the farm by the amount of the couch. Yes, we're going to go on vacation. Mama needs one. And uh, we're, that's going to slow down the paying down on the farm. But we're not going to consume so many things that we don't do anything towards getting rid of that farm debt. But we're also right. not doing beans and rice, rice and beans, gazelle intensity at this stage, uh, and having no life. This is the stage where we have a life, but we're careful about it and intentional so that we still accomplish those other goals as well. So you move from intense to intentional. Okay. That sounds that sounds better than what we've been doing. But hey, here's the thing, Mark. You you're yeah. gonna have to practice it because you're not gonna be any good well, at that's it. When, it. We, when ain't, start. we ain't really used we ain't really used to it. No, because that means here's what it means. Man. In the past, for the past few years, you don't have a conversation about the couch. Answer's no. We're paying off debt. Now you and your wife are gonna have to have a conversation about a couch and that's a skill set that most married couples don't have and so we're going to practice it we're going to practice where do you want to go for vacation how big is it going to be and how small is it going to be and and you're the going to more we spend on that the less we can put on the farm that's right and there's and expect some tension there if you don't have tension something's weird you're gonna have tension there and that's part of the deal that's you will okay. always have tension because you always have a limited amount of money no one has unlimited money and an unlimited amount of i wish we could right? yeah there's always a uh, there's always a list and it's always longer than the money um, and, and so it doesn't matter. And, and it's like the list does get more fun, of course, because <laughs> the stuff on it is much cooler when you've got some money. But uh, it's still a list, and there's still some things we're going to do right now, and some things we're not going to do right now. Yeah. And you got to make those forced, forced, ranked decisions as a couple. There's, I, I wonder, Dave, if it's just sometimes easier. I, I, I've never thought this. I'm thinking, saying it out loud, so catch me if I'm wrong here. But in some ways, it's easier just to take off running. Just it, a scorched earth. It, it does because it's it's simple, it's singular focused, and so you don't burn hardly any mental calories. The answer is no all, to everything. The answer is no to everything except paying off debt. Right. And so it's you don't have to stop and think about it. Yeah. There's no, no, no. It's hard no, to decide no. what goes in retirement, but, what goes on yeah. vacation. But what then goes when on the you house back and, up and you go, okay, I'm I, now now I'm can yes, we can do that, but do we want to? Now yeah. that that burns some calories. That's right. That takes up some mental anguish. I never put that together before. Yeah. JW is with us. JW is uh, in Atlanta. Hi, JW. How are you? Hey, Dave. Just fine. How about y'all? Better than we deserve. How can we help? So, me and my wife are having an issue right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm we, about we got 20, you, JW. We got you. <laughs> I'm about $20,000 from having the house paid off. Excellent. But now she wants me to sell the house and buy a more expensive house. 
and I can taste it. I'm almost there. I'm so close. And I I don't know if, you know, I talked to her and was, why, why is it that we need a more expensive house? And because that's what everybody else does. And I'm like, well, I don't want to take out another loan. I, I'm so close to having it paid off. And, you know, she said, well, that's what everybody else does. We just, you know, you just suck it up. That's what everybody else does. And I don't want to be like everybody else. And I can't understand. I can't figure out how to convince her to let's just pay this one off. So you drug, you drug her feels. kicking and screaming into debt free. Yeah. Yeah. And she's going to dr- try to drag you kicking and screaming into 3,500 more square feet. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Here's what I guarantee you haven't done yet, JW. You ready? Yep. I guarantee you haven't sat down with her and said, uh, honey, I'm exhausted and I'm scared. I'm scared yeah. that when I owe money, when we owe a mortgage, if something happens to me, that I'm not going to be able to take care of you and the kids. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. But hold on. But most of us knuckleheaded guys try to attack this your wife's question with a with a math with a math answer. I want you to approach this with a hard answer for probably the first time with your heart. Okay, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. I need some time. I'm not interested in being like everybody else. I'm interested in you and me building something magical that's ours. And maybe that's a bigger house someday. I, I can't borrow more money right now. Yeah, yeah, I can't. But you got you got to you got to connect with her there, man, because it, otherwise it's going to be a tug of war game. She feels like you won the first match, and she <laughs> she going she going to win the second match. Yeah, you know, we've got to change the uh, position from daddy daughter to husband wife. Daddy, yeah. daddy, I want a bigger house. Daddy, give me a bigger house. Daddy, everybody else gets one. Daddy. Yeah. Instead, instead, it's like you and me are a team. How can we have the life that we want to build, not other people want to build, but the life that we want to build that includes an amazing future and us making our decisions together? You get a vote and I get a vote, not I'm denying you what you want because I'm a mean old husband. That's a daddy-daughter thing. You're not, right. you're not her daddy. And, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that, and that happens in every marriage, uh, some more than others, some function all the time that way, some function, uh, for 20 seconds that way occasionally, or it flips and yeah, or it flips mommy, some little boy's got a mommy, little boy's got a mommy taking care of him. She does all the bills and he just works. He doesn't have to think about anything. He just brings in the money and I do all the adult stuff and, uh, the, oh God, creepy, and so, um, yeah, that happens all the time, though. And so uh, you don't have much of that here, but what John's telling you is come alongside her and then just put, pour your heart out and say, this has been a goal of my life. For the first time in my life, I'm free. I can breathe. And you're asking me to let a 300-pound man stand on my chest again. I just yeah. I can't do it can't do it and, and i do want to give you what you want i want us to have things that we like together but i also but i want to do it like grown-ups and so let's start talking about getting a bigger house 
and how we can get the money together to do that with cash. And it might take three years instead of three months. But the chances of me going into debt again are precisely zero. I'm not doing it. And, um, uh, I mean, Sharon's pretty acquainted with that conversation. I don't borrow money for anyone, for any reason, ever again. I'm through. I had my, I had my run with that. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney is my co-host today, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. He's been in the writing cave, uh, writing a new one. We'll be telling you about that soon. be coming out this summer, so uh, save your quarters and nickels. You're going to want to buy it. It's going to be that simple. Timothy is next. He's in Chicago. Hi, Timothy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Well, hello there. Hey, how can we help? Great. Uh, so I'm going to get married in July, which is very exciting. It's very awesome. Good. And I'm going to be married into $50,000 of student loans. That's awesome. Okay, we discussed it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's behind us. We're going to make different choices going forward. So the really crux of the question here is, it's a relationship question built into a money situation. So I have um, $100,000 in mutual funds and just regular brokerage accounts. So clearly I could just cash them out and wipe off the debt. My concern is that the loans are on my future mother-in-law's name, they're her loans, they're a parent plus loan. And so I don't want to be the rich boyfriend that comes in, pays off all the debt, and then just has that status of, you know, rich boyfriend that is kind of entitled to something like that. Mm. You, you you don't you want you don't want the status of you, you don't want to look like a snob is that what you're saying? Yeah, I want to basically. They know they've had trouble with um, finances before, and it's tight and hard for them. So I don't want to. I want to guess I prove that I can work hard and be smart, and it wasn't just all given to me by my parents and grandparents, which some of this money has been. So it wasn't all money that I earned. Okay, how much of her student loan debt is her parents' debt? That's parent plus. So all four years are parent plus loans. It's been agreed that me and her will pay off the last two, which is all, which is fifty thousand dollars in parent plus. The first two are like forty five, which is what the parents. You were not in on the deal. It was was it was agreed originally when they did this that she would pay. That that your fiance would when she got out of college would pay the first two and mom and dad would pay the second two. Yeah, the reverse of that. She'd pay the second two, they'd pay the first two. But it was agreed when they were finishing high school, yeah. Okay, so that's the deal she made with her mom and dad. Yep. Okay, because she's not legally obligated, but she has a handshake with them that she's going to do this. Uh, Yes, that's exactly right. And you're talking about paying off the portion that she gave them a handshake and agreed to pay. Right. Only. Yep, not the first half. Okay, the other the other's on mom and dad, and it's still on mom and dad after, after this story's over, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, that's a no-brainer. After the honeymoon, write a check and pay them off. Don't pay the mom and dad, pay the loans off. Right, right. Yeah. Now, and as far as whether you're a snob or not, here's how you don't be a snob. Don't be a snob. Just don't even bring it Very up. Nice. I mean, can you emotionally let this go and not – roll your eyes at them when they're doing something else stupid because you paid this off? Uh, I think that I could. It would be 
Yeah, it's it's my bad. So I'd be, it'd be fine. Yeah, on my end, it'd be okay. I could handle it. If you, yeah, I, I I'm confused as to you must have gotten some smoke somewhere along the way. Did you pick up a, a dinner tab one time or something, and there was kind of some awkwardness around the table? So. We were planning on being missionaries mm-hmm. uh, and fundraising our salary when I asked if I could uh, propose, and the father-in-law was not super thrilled about that. And so in the end, I, was, I told him that I had this account. I was like, look, if we're missionaries for two years, there's no way we're going to like be totally screwed because uh, worst-case scenario, this could float us, which is what we were planning on signing a two-year contract. That's all true. We're not going to be missionaries. We're going to have regular jobs. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of... So here's what yeah, I'd rec- I, I would recommend this as early as possible in your marriage. That, and this is harder for some people than it is for others. But at the end of the day, you and your wife have to build a marriage together. And you can't be responsible for the regulation of the adult emotions in your life around you. So okay. what you have is a debt. You're going to pay that debt off because you're a person of character, of an integrity. You worked your butt off to set yourself up in this situation, and you got some gifts to set yourself up in the situation. Great. If he wants to turn and get offended by it or feel less superior, whatever he wants to – that is his. And the earlier you can learn to not try to control that, the more peaceful your marriage is going to be moving forward. That makes sense. And expect it. Expect it. If, if you know it's coming back, then it's coming back. Cool. Yeah. And it's just you're going to be ready emotionally when that happens, and you just smile and nod and wander off to the other room and pour a cup of coffee. Yeah. Because you know All it's right. coming. You know you know it's going to come. And then, then you're not the snot. The beautiful thing about this conversation, Timothy, is you're self-aware enough, and you kind of felt that rise up in you in that other conversation that you kind of went, oh, that could happen again. So John's right. You smelled smoke before. And so you're self-aware enough to go, I really need to steal myself. I need to put some backbone in myself on this issue because this is probably coming at me. And that's really the question you were answering. That's right. Asking. And uh, John's answering. And so, yeah. Because we know the right thing to do is to pay yeah. the debt off. Yeah, you need to pay the debt off because that's it, it, whether it's a legal debt, a moral debt, an ethical debt – uh, which is only the last two, um, it becomes your debt when you get married and you're going to write a check when you get home from the honeymoon. and be, you know, If she had a car loan, you'd pay it off. If she had a student, a regular student loan, you'd pay that off, whatever it is. And you're, thank God you're aware before going into this exactly what you're getting into and you're willing to do that. And she's worth it. And it's just, and now we go forward. And then, by the way, when you get the flu, she'll make soup. So for in for richer for poorer, in sickness and in health, in the old book of common prayer that you would have heard maybe in the forties or fifties at a wedding says, Unto thee all my worldly goods I pledge. It's a beautiful old marriage vow, seldom used now, in an I'm independent culture. But I'm married, but I'm independent, but I'm married. I, uh, there's your problem. It's not real. There's your sign. <laughs> yeah, Timothy, you're doing good. I'm really proud of you. I think you're very self-aware. You you kind of you're observing this and you're going, I could do this wrong, and how do I not do it wrong? The fact that you're asking the question is probably a sign you're not going to do it wrong. Uh, if you just didn't even know it was there and you were oblivious, that's probably when you're going to step in it. And put yourself in his shoes, not not to excuse the behavior, but to give yourself a little gap between the stimulus and response. 
he's got a guy coming in and writing a check for his daughter that he couldn't write. That's got to hurt a little bit. It's got to hurt a little bit. And I can imagine that stinging a little bit. And so so be it. I get it. It's it's silly. It's inappropriate. But I get it. Well, and, it's kind of interesting, too, that he was questioning their financial plan when oh, he's broke. It's incredible. But that's 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 I mean that's where the that's where the the biggest jeers come from the cheap seats right that's where the complainers <laughs> they come throw the peanuts only from the cheap seats exactly you know? uh, this is how it works man I'm telling you so yeah that um, it's it's a sweet spirit you've got on this Timothy I think you're going to be just fine I think you're doing a good thing and um, thank God it's not five hundred thousand you know that, that's or the, more likely the, the way I usually hear this call is I don't have that money. Oh, yeah. And father-in-law is asking for the check right now. Yeah. Where's my money? Well, good luck like, with that. <laughs> I don't have it. I didn't do this, dude. Yeah. You did. <laughs> so now I can write that check. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and so it becomes this push thing, this push and pull. Mm-hmm. And um, this is why, let me tell you, student loans are evil. Parent plus loans are straight from the pit of hell. Because the parent is borrowing the money for the kid to go to school and then there's all these side deals mm-hmm. or these unsaid, unmet expectations. Or there's a deal, and then suddenly you get a nice job out of college. And, and then, well, surely then, then they change the deal. Up. And yeah. yeah, I mean, look at him. He makes all this money. I ought to pick it up. I told him I'd pay it, but I mean, look at that. Jim. And it's, it just, the, these things have not only the problems and the weight of a student loan, but they have the ability to drive wedges in families as well right. and in relationships. It's straight up from the pit of hell. This student loan thing is, man, it, it, hey, Congress, stop making them. You're screwing up a whole generation or two. Stop it. There's nothing good coming out of this. They only got a degree in left-handed puppetry. Stop it. This is the Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.